When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Playlist Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this episode, I'm joined by my co-host, Mike D'Angelo. Hey, Mike, did you know it's been over one month since we talked about Marvel Studios? No, the world will end. So you know what that means, right? It's yeah, time to talk, talk about, about Marvel, Marvel Studios. <laughs> <laughs> uh, specifically, this time we're talking about Ms. Marvel, because today is the day that Ms. Marvel arrives on Disney+. Plus. And we're here to give our thoughts on the show, as well as present an interview Mike recently conducted. Uh, who'd you speak with, Mike? Uh, Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah, the uh, co-directors of episodes one and six and executive producers of Miss Marvel. So Right. And yeah. also famous for? Uh, Bad Boys for Life and the upcoming Batgirl movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. They're, they're just like huge after Bad yeah. Boys for Life. They are on uh, a damn roll. They are. They are. So we're going to talk about Ms. Marvel. We're going to give our thoughts. We're not going to talk about spoilers, though, because guess what? We only got to see two episodes. Um, we assume she dies at the end. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, that but, sounds like if, if you watch the even the very first five minutes, you'll know the tone. And she dies at the end for sure. It's grim, dark, like Zack Snyder <laughs> level dark. Darker than Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll we'll, we'll we'll expand on why that's ridiculous in a bit. But before we get to our discussion of Ms. Marvel, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, The Discourse, Bingeworthy, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, anywhere else to find your favorite shows. Okay, Mike, uh, just get right into it. Let's talk mm -hmm. about your thoughts on Ms. Marvel again. To preface, we've only seen two episodes of a six-episode series, but I, I I would say that I think we get a pretty good idea of whether or not you're going to like it in two episodes. Yeah, you'll know pretty damn quick if it's for you or not. I thought Miss Marvel was Miss Marvelous. How about that? No? Oh, okay, Lord. moving on. How about it gave my heart embiggening powers? Does that work? <laughs> sure. Not for this show. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was great. I, I honestly did. Um, I love Moonlight, Moon Knight, but it is and the Moonlight, is, yeah, and the Moonlight. You're a romantic guy. I really am. Um, but <laughs> either way, this it's this is just like the perfect way to recalibrate from that. If you're looking yeah. to shake off the darkness a little bit, this is you know where that show was like dark and globe trotting. This is bright and kinetic, and so far very isolated in one place. So, uh, I mean. Everyone's going to talk about the cinematography and like the Spider-Verse X, you know, it's kind of like Spider-Verse and Scott Pilgrim where she has her imagination surrounding her basically as she walks around the world. And it's kind of presented with different like CG elements that either are very cartoony and comic booky or like are blended into the environment. And it's really cool kind of gets you in her head which is kind of the point of the whole series as as far as her powers go too so that's kind of cool in that it matches the character um the casting obviously you know kamala khan is is great which is you know extremely important but 
in in like teen shows it's it's really really important that you don't get like these over actors and you know <laughs> people are gonna really like uh go for broke and all of these actors i feel like are really really well cast they have great chemistry together whether it's her family or the like teen friend group that she has um at least for me teen acting can just ruin a show but everyone so far has not really gotten on my nerves um i think it's really charming i think it's a refreshing corner of the marvel universe i want to spend more time there yeah, I agree. And and just to piggyback on what you said about the supporting cast, uh, the family's great. The mom yes. and dad and brother all feel like they are a family, which again, is tough to do really early in a show. Yep. Yeah. It's, and it's- not only that, when you talk about the, the teens in the show, guess what? They look like teens, which <laughs> sounds obvious, but you watch the CW or you watch, you know, just basically any teen drama and it's like 30 year olds and you and you just get used to that right so when you see actual teens you're like holy crap this is what you should do um and Did and that alone watch is- the trailer to gotham knights or something <laughs> god i wish i didn't <laughs> um but yeah that that's it's it's great to see that and it's refreshing and and guess what this is like I don't know where they found Iman Vellani, but holy wow. crap, she is a find. She is so damn charming. Mm-hmm. Um, she just, it, it's like she was built for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, similar in the same way to like Simu Liu or uh, uh, even uh, somebody who's a bit more established, like Haley Steinfeld, where you're like, these people just get it. You know, they can yeah. come in, they can, you know, they're effortless, effortlessly charming. Um, and that's what it is from the moment you meet her, you're like, this is Kamala Khan. Um, and yeah, that's, it's great. I, as far as the show goes, uh, it is, it's great. I am thoroughly enjoying it and it is such a nice palate cleanser because I had, we have well-documented our issues with Dr. Strange. I had issues (laughs) with Moon Knight. Um, I, I Eternals, let's go back to that. It's it's been a rough go during uh, the past couple of years, I would say from post in game for Marvel studios uh, mm-hmm. for every like decent one, like WandaVision or I even like Falcon and winter soldier. There's yeah. one that just didn't connect with me. Like Loki didn't connect with me or eternals or, you know, uh, and the Disney plus shows in particular, I think are so hit or miss with me that uh, this was just, it, it felt like, and this sounds really weird, but it felt like old school Marvel studios to me. You know, let's focus on one character. Let's bring it back to what we do best, which is fun, charming action adventure where you feel like you feel connected to the hero, you know, Mm -hmm. and bringing it back to the street level, I think is huge too. There's no multiversal shit here. There's no gods. There's no, uh, you know, it's, it's a teenage girl dealing with teenage girl problems. And oh yeah, that gets complicated by a superpower. Um, Mm. That's what the first I'm sorry. Do we want to talk about the powers of it all? Or are we not allowed to? Talk we can talk about, about the powers. powers. I, I mean, the powers are—they come pretty quick in the show. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we won't get into the specifics about you know kind of where it goes a little bit in the second episode. But um, you know, her powers have changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you're a fan of the comic books, she had uh, similar, not exact same powers to Mister Fantastic, um, aka the Spaghetti Guy, which I guess <laughs> is the meme that everybody's using now. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, like, you know, in the comics, she could change her size and kind of grow and morph her hands. The embiggening is her saying like, you know, she makes her fists really big so she can punch somebody and the show they've made it more, uh, uh, energy Energy kinetic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. so she's able to still kind of like make a big fist. It's just made of energy kind of similar to green lantern in that sense. Right. I like Uh, it just because it ties into like her imagination is her power, you know? So it, it feels more connected to her character and I have no issues with it in that way. I was never a huge fan of like the embiggening thing. I think it looks okay on the comics. I don't know that it would look okay, you know, in, in like a live action CGI embiggening kind of thing. It, it has the potential to look silly. Um, yes. Just like Mr. Fantastic, it, it has the potential to look silly, which is what that meme joke is for. I mean, it, 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 you know, when you see somebody take advantage of Mr. Fantastic's powers, it comes off. This is ridiculous. Um, so this not only does it seem a little better in that sense, but also it does tie into this character a lot more. She gets to imagine things and kind of make her imagination kind of her thing uh, come to life. And also it's visually just really interesting to see um, yeah. on on the screen. It looks great. Uh, it's all, obviously all CG, but it's just it's so colorful and so, it just matches everything with this with this show. Um and, and I was kind of bummed because I'm a fan of the comics. I'm a fan of Ms. Marvel from the comics. And I was kind of bummed when I, I heard they were kind of, you know, changing her powers because I thought, oh, well, you know, in the comics, this is kind of like a, an allegory or like a metaphor for like kind of puberty and changing bodies. And, you know, here's this girl who just wants to fit in and her powers to make herself kind of, quote unquote, gross. You know, I thought that was kind of cool. But this they're going a different direction with it. Um, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, Let's see. What did you, what do you think about what I said about the idea that this is kind of a palate cleanser? You had mentioned it too. Uh, It it, does this give you kind of those old school Marvel vibes or, you know, what do you think? I wasn't really thinking about it in that way. I think uh, I thought about it just in terms of, you know, them using this as the follow-up to Moon Knight. Like you want to change the tone every time you're releasing something. And I think this is a really smart way to like reframe or like, you re-inject some energy into the audience where, you know, everybody, I enjoyed Moon Knight. I thought it was flawed, but good. And I wouldn't want anything that was even close to the same kind of vibe to it. And this is very much a complete 180. Like (laughs) it is a complete recalibration for the audience. And that's kind of what I wanted. So it's, it's perfect for me. Yeah. My, my issues with Moon Knight are that I, I don't know. I didn't like the direction of the story. They took a, a character that's pretty grounded in the comics and made it much more, I don't know, God focused, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. it just it kind of lost its its luster for me pretty quick. I just kind of got bored with it, even though I think Oscar Isaac's great. Um, but this, I think, yeah, obviously you can't do that. that type I don't of think weird. you're going to get lost in the clouds with with this one. No, no, this is this is very much a coming of age story. And I think visually, we, we, you talked about it earlier, visual elements of this show are, are really kind of creative and fun and, and interesting. They always keep you on your toes, especially with the text conversations. Yeah. Um, those are really neat. And just uh, there's one scene, I think it's in the first episode where, you know, her and her friend are on their bike and they're talking about the, the flair that they're going to add to a costume she's making. Mm-hmm. And in the background, there's graffiti that changes to kind of echo what she's saying. Yeah, And it, it, it's stuff like that where you don't have to be paying attention to that to, to really get it, but it's just there and it's cool. And 
Yeah. I, and I guess, you know, props to the directors that you spoke with because they helmed the, the quote unquote pilot episode. So, you know, yeah, they and that set was that kind tone. of their, their, their pitch was this kinetic and colorful live action Spider-Verse. Like they, they are the reason that it looks like that. So that is very cool that their mandate was, you know, colorful. Her, her environment is alive with imagination kind of thing. Um, and, you know, shout out to uh, not only uh, Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah, but uh, Robrecht Havert, I believe his name is, the, the cinematographer, because yeah. not just the, the special effects that surround her are cool, but a lot of these camera shots, like the arc up to her, her room or whatever it was, all these different mm-hmm. moving camera shots are really cool. And it's something that often gets sometimes forgotten in Marvel stuff where it's just like, we don't need to be fancy with the camera. We can just, you know, be Marvel. Uh, but this Especially when you're of, talking about a TV show. Yeah, exactly. But this one's being really interesting and making it fun to watch. Yeah, and, and that's another thing too. This is a, a show that's in Jersey City and follows teenagers. And a lot of scenes are in her room or her house talking to her dad and her mom and her brother, which could have, they could phone those in real easy, but they always do try to, to make it interesting. Um, so that it doesn't all feel the same, um, yeah. which is great. Because again, it's not like Moon Knight. They don't have this like huge plethora of interesting sights and, and things to show. Uh, they have to really kind of be, get creative and they do. Uh, I will say as far as the Spider-Man Spider-Verse thing, it isn't as visually delightful as Into the Spider-Verse. I think that's a, a high yeah. bar. But uh, it does it does give Marvel, I was thinking this too, it does give Marvel its Spider-Man without having to deal with Sony, you know? <laughs> she is very much a Peter Parker sort of character. Yeah. A lot of the same things that they did with Peter Parker, they could very easily do with Kamala Khan. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if maybe she kind of fills that void of the, you know, doe-eyed teenage fan person. In this. I mean, that's what she is. So. Yeah, no, it is. And, it, and she's very much that in the comics. But it's just, you know, maybe they don't need Sony as much as uh, that's discounting Spider-Man. I shouldn't say that. But, you know, you get what I'm saying is they now have a kind of a Spider-Man analog that they can play with. And, and I think they're going to. And so does Sony. It's Morbin time, man. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Boy, did that blow up in their face. Yeah. So Never know. Uh, they may not learn the lesson. We'll, we'll yeah. get a sequel announced very shortly. No, we're not. No, we're you not. Know, no, you never know. Yeah. Uh, so one thing where we still haven't seen the final four episodes of the series, so we don't know how this is going to wrap up. Uh, we're high on it now. It could fall apart, obviously. But A lot of it, shows do in the Marvel Universe. Well, they don't fall apart necessarily as they stumble in the end because they just kind of, yeah, peter out. You know? they, they turn into that wham, bam, third act action stuff. And, and obviously we're going to get that. They're going to have big action in the final couple episodes, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's in my mind. I think Amon Valani is going to carry this, and we're going to, you know, even though it might stumble, we're still going to be excited about seeing more. So that leads to my question for you, Mike: Are you excited about seeing her interact with the greater Marvel universe? Oh yeah, I think that would be very interesting and fun, especially someone as dark as like Moon Knight. <laughs> 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 seeing him bounce off a of Kamala Khan, or uh, you know, anyone in this universe, really. I mean, it it seems. Like she is uh, very much the the anti 
kind of DC character right now. And she is this bright, shiny little beacon of light within the Marvel universe. Um, hopefully they don't dim that too much is what I'm worried about is they're going to mm, step into the teen angst a little too much, but hopefully that doesn't happen. And she just gets to be this bright, shiny uh, object within Marvel. Yeah. And, and obviously we're going to, we know where she shows up next already. She's going to be in the Marvels, which is Captain Marvel two. Um, and, and to be fair, Captain Maybe Marvel just a lot more interested in that movie, which I had zero interest before. Right. Yeah, well, uh, here's what I'll say about Captain Marvel too, is I'm interested to see what type of course correction they go with because that movie made a billion dollars, but it had some serious flaws yeah. and I, and, and it sounds like they're kind of going back to, to zero with that, with new creative voices all over the place and injecting somebody like uh, Kamala Khan and uh, uh, Monica Rambo from um, WandaVision. Yep. So it's going to, that's, that's an interesting movie just, you know, as a movie fan to see what they do. But now, now that we know at least, you know, Kamala Khan's going to be great. <laughs> I, I'm interested to see how she interacts with them. Obviously she's going to be like fangirl on everything, but oh, yeah. I, I also am interested to see uh, if they do what you said and, and try to like make her a little ser- more serious because this tone isn't going to fly for a Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, see. we'll see. Hopefully they make a little course correction as, correction as far as tone because Captain Marvel, I didn't hate it, but it, it was very bland, you know? That's yeah. Yeah. Well, part of that was the story was very paint by numbers and, and the direction exactly. of that movie was, was uninspired. But, yes. um, it, you know, they've got the pieces now. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, and, and I'm, hey, if, if we see more Kamala Khan, I'm all about it. What do you think about the idea of her kind of like fulfilling a, a Young Avengers type role? Because that's another thing people are talking about with, I mean, with all these new legacy characters that they've introduced in phase four. Like, is this leading to a team up? If it's not, it's a waste of build. You know, yeah. they, they are planting all these seeds that are obvious to to us where it's like this has to go to a young avengers if it's not they're just wasting time yeah yeah and i really want to see kate bishop and amon Vellani. yeah and, you know it would be nice to see tom holland or if they introduce you know miles morales or something so uh oh man yeah. that'd be crazy yeah it would be a lot of fun so yeah marvel's if it's refreshing because me and you uh we joke that we've been down on Marvel a lot lately, specifically the movies. So it's nice to have, you know, this kind of refreshing, like all is well, Marvel's back sort of talk. <laughs> I mean, some people said that with Doctor Strange, just not us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It, yeah. We're, you know, anti Raimi all the way. Yeah. That's just that's our that's our hill that we're gonna die on. Yeah. Kick him out of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> drag him to hell no we i'm sure he's a very sweet man um <laughs> so quickly before i let you go where does this rank kind of in the disney plus tier of things i mean that's hard because you've only seen two and they always start really strong and then quite often peter out so it, it's hard to judge i I'd, I'd put it in the top you know three or of of the series so far so I'm like not, top half yeah for sure What's up there with that? Definitely WandaVision, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, 
I'd say Moon Knight is around there. It's mid-tier. Okay. I think this is better than Moon Knight so far. Actually, well, Moon Knight started really strong for me. I thought it was a great start and a, just an okay end. Yeah. Um, so hopefully this isn't a repeat of what that traditional formula has been for Marvel series yeah. here, it, it, where it's just like, wow, this is great. And then, okay, uh, I'll watch more. <laughs> Where's Loki in that? Because it's no, it's no surprise that Loki, well, maybe is a surprise, but uh, Loki is well-documented as the most popular Disney Plus Marvel show. It's one of the most popular Disney Plus shows behind The Mandalorian and Obi-Wan. Yeah, I liked it and I didn't like it, you know? It, it's just in the middle for me. Okay. Um, there, there weren't any Marvel shows that I just downright hated. Um, You're forgetting Hawkeye. Where's Hawkeye in that? Hawkeye's enjoyable, but okay. it's it's kind of forgettable at the same time you know uh, i liked it as it was airing but now I'm, i just don't really think about it which is which is hawkeye in a nutshell <laughs> <laughs> i like him when he's around but you know i'm not i'm not calling him up saying i miss you <laughs> you're not trying to listen to jeremy renner's greatest hits on spotify oh if only <laughs> uh yeah for me this is this is top tier disney plus uh I, I enjoyed it a lot more than Moon Knight. I'm enjoying it, I should say, a lot more in Moon Knight. Um, I was bigger on Hawkeye than most people because of the same thing where I just like, I like my Marvel to be fun, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily need world-ending consequences. I don't need multiverse. I don't need all the Easter eggs. Just tell a good, solid story with relatable, likable characters. And, and that's where I'm at with this. Uh, you know, I like WandaVision. I like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah. But Loki didn't do it for me. Moon Knight didn't do it for me. What If didn't do it for me. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the She-Hulk trailer is number one. But everything <laughs> else, you know, after that is... I'm, I'm excited to talk She-Hulk with you. <laughs> uh, not that way. Hey, I, I like the trailer in what it's trying to do. But it's boy, oh I'm boy. rooting for Tatiana. Really, yeah. Really hard. Boy, oh boy, they got to get that CG working on. Like, I know that they've already... Uh, fixed quote-unquote fixed a little bit of it with like you know re-releasing yeah. the trailer but yeah that, that's are strapped right now man i know i know okay so we're gonna wrap up but but stick around because we are gonna talk uh well i'm not i wasn't there could be a terrible <laughs> interview for all i know mike got to speak with uh <laughs> the directors of episode one and six of ms marvel and i do know that not only do you talk ms marvel but you also talk about batgirl and batman yes. because mm-hmm. you know michael keaton uh, movie anything else that they talk about that's that's interesting uh it's mainly i only had 10 minutes with them so it's mainly just miss marvel stuff which was you know really interesting to see what their exact influence was okay. and then yeah i i had to go back girl hard because i wanted to know all the details i could get within the, the couple minutes that i had to talk about it yeah yeah and they do share some interesting things so stick around we'll we'll uh we'll play that next and uh thanks for talking marvel mike we we hey. enjoy this when it's good. We're bummed I can't when wait it's wait to do it again in less than a month. <laughs> yeah, we're already booking our tickets to see Thor. So, <laughs> woohoo! Yay! All right, stick around for the interview. How you guys doing? Good. Yeah, living the dream, bro. <laughs> living the dream. You guys really are. You're living a lot of fanboys' dreams right now. Exactly. Um, <laughs> And I've seen the first two of Miss Marvel, like many people today, and I absolutely love what I've seen so far. So congratulations right off the bat Thank here. Thank you. 
Yeah. So let's start out by how this project came to you guys. How did you, you know, both come on board? Why did you ultimately want to tell Kamala Khan's story? Well, when we were uh, editing Bad Boys for Life back in 2019, uh, we were thinking, okay, we just made this big Hollywood movie. So what's the next step? And 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 the next step, it had to be Marvel because it's the biggest in the biz. You got to be part of the MCU. And um, and and we were joking around saying, but if we're going to be part of the MCU, it's going to have to be a Muslim superhero, not knowing that there actually was one and they were planning to do a show about about that. And and that's how we discovered Miss Marvel and her world, Kamala Khan. We fell in love with her and, and, and her friends and family. And it was also very relatable to us being Moroccan Belgians you know between two cultures struggling for for you know identity and all that when we were teenagers and that's how we you know did our best to convince Kevin Feige to give it give us the job and that's how it all happened uh as I'm sure you're hearing from a lot of people today I love the cinematography the visual language of Kamala's universe it feels almost like this live action like spider-verse kind of thing going on you got a little Scott Pilgrim in there yeah um how involved were you in making this like a very unique visual experience for the MCU? And were there any films that you were looking at as touch points? It's like, this has got to be where we're pointing. But this is exactly what you say. That's our, our biggest contribution yeah. is that style, is that visual style. Because we, I mean, we're in love with the vibrant colors of the comic book, but also the comic book aesthetic. And Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. I mean, that's one of our favorite movies of Marvel. And we were like, you know, oh, would it be cool to do a, a real live action version of that? And then th- this opportunity came and, and Scott Pilgrim obviously was also a big, big influence. So so, uh, so that's why we wanted to do in, in the show. But knowing that it, it didn't happen in the other MCU shows or movies, so we we're not sure that Kevin would go for it. So we did a whole presentation with examples and YouTube videos and explain why it was important for the, to go inside the head of Kamala Khan and her fantasy world the dream sequences and all that and he he surprisingly he said yeah go for it said don't do go overboard don't do it every five seconds but 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 you're allowed to do that and uh, and that's how how we came up with the text yeah. messages the environment that changed the the, the opening uh, animation all all aspects that were not in the script but we were given a lot of visual freedom inside that besides just the overall a and b yeah. flavor you know overall you know like the our our AMP Moroccan flavor, you know, the, the fast editing, the montage sequences, Sweeping the music, camera shots, all that colors. That's, that's something that we really yes. love, flavor, flavor. You recognize that in our, in our yeah. other work. And then we also have, you know, the American high school 90s, 80s influence. Uh, it was always a dream to to go make that. And and like the John Hughes movies or like, you know, Saved by the Bell or Park, Park Lewis Can Lose, Boy Meets World, all that, all those TV shows that also, you know, <laughs> that we grew up watching in, in Belgium because high schools in Belgium are and then of course, different. And then of course, Spike Lee was also a big influence because you know, New York is really a character in his movies and we really wanted to have New Jersey as a character. So we, you know, all these influences, so we remixed it and, and made it our own and right. made it uh, like hip hop. <laughs> it really is an amalgamation of all those things, like a little baby of all those. It's yeah. it's surprisingly uh like I love like the this the moving camera shots up into a room and stuff like that. Just all kinds of great stuff. But as far as the casting process goes, were you involved before or after that that happened? Were you involved in casting, you know, Kamala and her friends? Because their chemistry is off the charts in this. They're perfect yeah. with each other. Yeah, we chose every single cast yeah. member. We chose them together with uh, with the producers. Yeah. yeah, so it was really yeah we were really part of the the whole casting process. And uh, like in case of Iman Vilani, it was like yeah she was destined to be Kamala Khan because her story is really parallel with Kamala Khan. And she's like a Pakistani from Canada. It's like Kamala is like American Pakistani between two cultures. And at the same time, 
you know, Iman is also a big fan of the, the Marvel Universe and she knows everything. She's a Marvel expert. Kimmy uh, Feige is her idol. Uh, Iron Man, a favorite movie. And, 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 and she also, you know, she dreamed to be, you know, one of those, you know, to be part of the Marvel Universe. And, and now she is an actress <laughs> playing a superhero. Same way Kamala Khan all of a sudden is a superhero uh, after she aspired to be part of the Avengers, not really believing she would one day be part of them. Yeah. So you guys are used to sharing directorial duties like with each other, but obviously welcoming other directors and teams into this is something kind of new. How is that experience? I talked to the Moon Knight team and it seems like the ones you don't direct, you still have a pretty collaborative hand in. So what was it like for you guys to experience? Well, it was, yeah, same thing. It was, it was really as executive producers of these other episodes that was just great. And working with Mira Menon and Sharmino Baichinoy, they, uh, you know, we made the blueprints with the pilots and, and explained to them, you know, the visual flair and the animations and the funkiness. And we said, go loco, you know, find your own <laughs> moments. And you know, we were brainstorming and say, maybe this, maybe that. But that's why, that's why you see that there's really a consistency and, and they came up with even cooler stuff, cooler visual ideas and, 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 and animation ideas that, blew our mind and we were so proud that that they just get went for it even also in the action because we said you know we love do action that that is even better than bad boys for life you know and 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 you'll see as the as the episodes progresses that it's it's really a unity and it's like having having a football team with just the best players each in their roles and every marvel series has this episode where everyone's like, ooh, that's the one. That's the one everyone's going to be talking about, whether it's, you know, a big twist or a cameo or a significant event. Which do you think that's going to be with this series? Oh, that's difficult to say because every episode has that's, has its kind of, you know, twist and, and, and memorable moment. Thing. <laughs> we can say what our favorite, personal favorite episode yeah. is, and that's episode four, directed by Charmin. That That is really, when we saw that, it's like, whoa. Yeah, to a high level, you know. We hope that we hope that episode six, our episode sticks the landing now, you know, because uh, <laughs> you know she put the bar really high. Uh, you're also obviously you're you're probably getting this a lot today. You're also the rare directors that can say they have a Marvel and a DC project coming out within a year of one another. Yeah, yeah. I'm obviously a huge Batman fan here. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> and it's Keaton, of course, of course. Yeah, uh, the, OG. the OG. Yes, the OG. indeed. The so what was the dif- difference here between working, you know, on Batgirl and what it's been like working with Michael Keaton as Batman? Obviously, I mean, it's, it's the one is a TV show with multiple directors and you have a whole producing and screenwriting team. The other is a movie. So it's more centered around, you know, the, the, the directors, you would say. But uh, but it was still, you know, you still have this origin story of those two, those two women, young women who, who all of a sudden need to go on a mission and, uh, and are learning. And um, and the, the thing is that Miss Marvel was really like, you know, teenager and hopeful and colorful and really bright while 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 bad girl is it's DC. So it's Gotham. He has that darker vibe. And obviously, I mean, we, our first superhero that we ever saw in our lives was Michael Keaton in the Tim Burton Batman. So being able to work with him together with Leslie Grace, he was mind blowing. And, and, and you know, we, we tried to have that darker vibe that animated series that, that yes. was really a big inspiration to us and it's, it's just a big honor and privilege to do those two projects and hopefully the fandom of both will 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 see the the the, the homage that that we do to them and and that it, they will appreciate our our humble contribution <laughs> does it kind of exist in in burton's gotham is there like an aged up version of that basically well without 
telling too much. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's we can just say that we were inspired by all the the, the Gotham City p- portrayed on on screens. You know, all the directors they had such you know interesting visual flares, and and we tried the same with Miss Marvel, trying to do a remix of all of that. You know, whether it's Matt Reeves, uh, Christopher Nolan, Tim Burton, obviously because we're big big yeah. Tim Burton fans of all his movies. So it's also an homage of all the other things, and and even just the funky colors of uh, of George Schumacher. You know, you know. Yeah. That that you know, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, the visual flair that he brought, uh, the neons, the, the 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 Dutch angles here and there. You know, you, I think that it's gonna be as fanboys ourselves. We just, you know, it's the biggest dream that we could ever uh, hope for. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of that stylized and kinetic cinematography that you're talking about here with Miss Marvel as well. Yeah, yeah, but it, albeit in a, in a different genre because it's obviously a, a bit darker. So yes, uh, but you, you're gonna rec- recognize the A and B flavor. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 it's really like like the um, the two opposites of of the same same style. Awesome. Well, uh, okay, guys, I want to thank you again for taking the time. They're giving me the wrap for our listeners. Miss Marvel debuts exclusively on Disney Plus on June 8th, and it's fantastic. Adil Blal, thank you so much. Really look forward to seeing where your career goes from here. Thank you very Thanks much. Lot, Appreciate it. Thank you.